Happy New Year and welcome to 2023 with the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 2nd of January. I'm Andy Eubank. The Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up, Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says continued mild temperatures, but a precipitation event is coming. Ryan has details on that. We'll review a strong close to 2023 for the soybean futures market analysis with Brian Basting and checking in with news. Eric Pfeiffer on U.S. beef and pork exports. Things looking pretty good. Also, Ted McKinney on the upcoming 2023 farm bill. This is the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. One Indiana Ag Leader's thoughts on the 2023 Farm Bill and beef exports are a booming. I'm C.J. Miller and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, now that the calendar has turned to 2023, many in the ag industry are turning their attentions now to Capitol Hill and the next five-year federal farm bill to replace the current bill that's set to expire at the end of September. Most people still think the last farm bill that passed was a pretty good one. And that's Ted McKinney, Tipton County native, who serves as the CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. As lawmakers decide the policies and budget within this year's farm bill, some farm groups are concerned that money could be diverted away from the ag industry and allocated more for nutrition and food assistance programs like SNAP. What's changed, though, is that COVID came along and society made sure that the kids were fed. There seems to be some that believe we need to keep doing that completely at government expense. And I mean breakfast, lunch, after school, weekends, summer and that is where the debate will come. McKinney says he believes the money that's needed to fund crop insurance programs won't be taken away and will still be available upon passage of the farm bill. I'm still confident that when something less than 25% of the farm bill is for farmers and your listeners, I think they'll do okay. The forces at work to defend that are mighty and it may be that the farm bill will grow let's don't just keep the pie the same and slice it differently but let's just grow the pie even though republicans now control the house and democrats retain control of the senate 
McKinney is confident that the 2023 Farm Bill will have all the pieces needed to help both the ag industry and food-related federal programs. That'll all come together in the democratic process. It will not be pretty, will not be clean, never is, I guess. But I think they'll come up with a workable Farm Bill and we'll keep those programs together as we should. We cannot separate those. Even though there's times it may look like we should, We cannot separate them because it brings both of them along together. The total estimated budget for the 2023 Farm Bill could reach $1.3 trillion. Well, 2022 was a big year for U.S. ag exports. Final numbers for each sector will come later. But as Eric Pfeiffer reports, beef and pork producers should be pretty pleased. America's beef exports will set a record in 2022 as sales totals are expected to reach $12 billion. While demand growth in China played a significant part, Dan Hallstrom, president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation, says the U.S. beef industry has seen widespread growth in global demand. There's not any one market. Granted, we see extreme growth in China in three years, which is good, $2 billion market, but it's not just China. We have growth in Korea. Korea's been amazing. We have growth in places like Philippines, Vietnam, Colombia. So the broad-based growth, not overly reliant on any one market, has just been a key. And that's where the food service in Asia for most of 2022 crippled due to COVID. So that would be a good example where I think there's a tailwind coming into 2023 where food service in Asia, we might see some pretty spectacular things. U.S. pork exports will fall short of the record set in 2020 and 2021. The good news, though, pork exports did come on strong late in 2022, and they appear to be positioned for growth in the new year. If you all remember in 2020 at the height of African swine fever in China, we just set all kinds of records, but it was mainly China. And uh, we've now seen extremely good diversification on the pork side as well. And while Mexico had a big year in 2022 and a very good partner, we've seen very good growth in Korea. We've seen very good growth in places like Colombia, Peru, Central America, and Philippines. Alstrom again stressed the importance of having a diversified portfolio with a lot of different options market-wise, and they'll continue to look for more of that in 2023. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm CJ Miller. Who's your Ag Today? Timely, relevant, credible. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Getting into your new year with a little bit of moisture. Yes, it was an uneventful day yesterday except for clouds and fog. Some very significant fog developing in northern parts of Indiana late yesterday and overnight. That's a precursor as warm air surges northward into the area here. We're going to be seeing, I think, this breed a significant weather event later tonight through the day tomorrow. Clouds are going to be staying strong through your Monday, but I don't think we see any significant precipitation. All we see is some spits, sprinkles, maybe an isolated shower or two, especially south of I-70. 
property. But once we get toward the midnight hour tonight, that's when rains really start to develop. Rain continues through the day tomorrow. I won't rule out thunderstorms. And then we're going to be seeing everything done probably by sunset or shortly thereafter. We may have a longer tail to this moisture down in southern Indiana. Could linger past midnight and even into daybreak Wednesday. But northern areas will be done. The cold air with this system does not come right away. All told, we're looking at moisture totals anywhere from a quarter to a one and a quarter inches with coverage at 100% of the Hoosier State. We are mild still to start Wednesday, and then cold air runs in through the entire daytime hour period on Wednesday with cloud cover and some wraparound backside moisture still trying to move through Wisconsin, Illinois, and into Indiana. So overnight to Wednesday night, I think we may have to keep the door open to some sloppy wet snowflakes, particularly up north. The biggest threat seems to be in Michigan right now, but I won't rule it out a little bit farther to the south. We should be dry in most areas then to finish the week. I don't see any new precipitation from late Thursday right on through Friday and Saturday. Now overnight, Saturday night into Sunday, I won't rule out a few sloppy wet snowflakes, minor disturbance coming through, leading a high pressure in, and then that high parks on top of us for the start of next week, Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday, partly to mostly sunny, but a little bit on the cool side here. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Soybean and wheat futures pop to end 2022. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Big enough to get the top corn and soybean genetics you want. Small enough to care about you. More at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. It was a nice finish Friday for soybeans and wheat. We have settlements coming up, but first market analysis. I secured that at the end of the trading day on Friday from Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. Brian, we have mostly higher grain and oil seed markets to end 2022. So so ending on a positive note, although a very flat corn market. Let's take a look at what happened on Friday trade, but uh, we'll begin with export sales delay today because of the Christmas holiday on Monday. What were your thoughts on that report? Not bad, uh, Andy. I think uh, not, not terrific, but not bad by any means for this time of year. Um, we're seeing some some uh, end users uh, maybe put their toe in the water here from concern about South American crops, specifically Argentina beans and Argentina corn. Um, we did see an export sales announcement on Friday, uh, the 30th of unknown uh, purchases, uh, 186,000 tons of, of soybeans to unknown. Um, so uh, all, overall, I'd say okay. Um, uh, it would be really critical to watch that business as it evolves or does not evolve over the next month as we start this new year um, to see if there is more end-user interest in U.S. origin, again, uh, primarily due to the concern about um, uh, crops in Argentina. Well, overall, we finish on a fairly positive note, not necessarily high volume, of course, with the holidays, but still a solid move to the plus side. Was that unexpected in your view? A lot of dynamics associated with, with the weather at the moment uh, on this end, Andy. Just, um, you typically don't think of that at the end of December, but we are in a weather market again, this time with uh, South America, specifically again uh, looking at Argentina. The corn, some of the early planted corn in Argentina, I don't want to give your listeners the impression that the entire crop by any means is pollinating. In fact, they'll plant uh, corn here during the month of um, January still in parts of Argentina. But 
point being is some of the early point, the early planted corn in Argentina was pollinating here during the last week or so of week or two of, of December under some less than ideal conditions, <clears throat> i.e. hot and dry. So market has taken note of that. Soybeans, about 70% planted on soybeans. So again, we're not looking at pod set and pod fill by any means. However, the trend has been hot and dry in Argentina. So that's caught the attention of the bean market. As a matter of fact, the soybean meal market for March uh, contract on Friday, Andy made a new contract high. Uh, and we, we've reached six-month highs in the soybean futures contract. So uh, as far as unexpected, no. The, the market is sensitive right now because Argentina is the largest soybean meal exporter in the world. Um, now in terms of total production, they're about uh, usually about uh, – this year they could be as low as 25% of what was grown in Brazil. So I don't want to give your listeners the impression that that Brazil is in any trouble. In fact, most observers are looking for a record crop in Brazil. But short answer to your question is, was this unexpected? No, Uh, but we're setting up for quite a volatile start to, to 2023 one way or another here as we watch this weather develop. Yeah, and I was going to follow up with as we begin another holiday shortened week next week, we can obviously continue to keep an eye on that South American weather, so that will continue to be a factor in market direction, as will what other factors? The biggest thing I'd, I'd put on the radar for your listeners, Andy, is January 12th. January 12th, the USDA will give us a slew of reports. They'll give us the final crop size for 2022 on U.S. corn and beans and wheat and so forth. They'll also give us an update of grain stocks as of December 1st. Uh, on that day. Uh, Report number three will be the supply-demand report, the the typical monthly supply-demand report. Be a lot of interest in that report on um, in regards to the size of the South American crops. Will USDA take an aggressive stance perhaps on lowering Argentina or they can take a conservative stance, but that's the third report. Actually be a fourth report that day, Andy. It's the winter wheat and canola seedings report. This will be our first estimate of 2023 winter wheat acreage uh, that was planted here in the fall. So four reports that day. And uh, historically, there has been some significant, not guaranteed by any means, every year is different, but there have been years where we've seen significant market movement on that date of the release of of four reports. Brian Basting, economist at Advanced Trading. His number, 309-664-2314. On the Hat Farm Market Review, mixed markets on Friday. Going into a three-day holiday weekend, down a penny on the March, May, and July corn contracts. March settles at 678 and a half, May 678. Beans up a dime and a half, January contract 1519 and a quarter. March 1524 up seven and three quarters. And March wheat leads the way up 18 cents at 792. The meats down. February live cattle, 157.90, down 95. February lean hogs down 97 cents, going to 87.70 to end the year. And that is the Friday Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank, Hoosier Ag Today, timely, relevant, credible.